Hi guys, are you watching the presumably final season of Ted Lasso? If you aren't, why not? And if you are, please join Chinedu and Emmanuel every week right here on this feed as they discuss the season and their love for Ted's teachings. I wish, I wish so badly that I did not love chicken. Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to our intentional community turning suffering into strength. We make it die ourselves. <laughs> I'm Bankoli Mokwede, and today we're going to be discussing the second episode of Yellow Jacket second season. And joining me once again, going back for her second plate of human thighs, it's Farida. Yeah. Farida, how are you doing? I'm always so disgusted by cannibalism as somebody who really likes yellow jackets. Then you pick, yeah, I was going to say you picked the wrong show to like. I, I, do, I did, but I did it for the teenage girls enjoying themselves and being a bit crazy. I'm well. <laughs> cannibalism in like the first five minutes and you, and you chose to continue with the show, so don't lie to yourself. No, but it was just maybe, like freaky maybe, culture. Maybe you do enjoy cannibalism. I don't know about that. I th- I'll leave that to others. I'll leave it to the people in yellow jackets. Um, how are you? How's your week been since we last recorded? Uh, what have I done this week? I've watched a lot of... No, i watched some shows. I started Only Murders in the Building, which is kind of great. And I didn't think it would be that great. And I've been fasting because it's Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak. For all who want it to be said. Ramadan Mubarak. Um, yeah, Only Murders is great. That's, that's a favorite in the podcast. Mm. Um, speaking of TV shows... There are a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. We are covering some of them because we are only human and we can't cover all of them. Um, Succession is back. The Roys are back for the final season. Our first episode on the season, season four, episode one, came out earlier this week. Please check that out. We will try to have every episode out, midly the episodes finish airing on HBO. So Sunday night in the US or early Monday morning in the UK. Um, the Mandalorian is still going on. Everyone Priscilla is still doing that. Ted Lasso is still going on. Um, and Emmanuel are covering that. Priscilla and I are discussing Rain Dogs, which is a difficult but very, very rewarding watch. It's a, a dramedy that I think anyone should, everyone should please check out. I'm talking about Barry as well, once that comes back in Great show. April. And we're both talking about Love and Death, the Elizabeth Olsen TV show, and Jesse Plemons, our boy. Quickly, actually. Um, our friend Hadja, I was on her podcast talking about Fleischman is in Trouble. That's a show that I really, really enjoyed from last year. Um, I believe the episode will be out by the time you listen to this. Um, it's on her podcast, Downtime with Hadja podcast. Anyways, let's go Yellow Jackets. Are you ready for it? Yes. Super ready. It's a big episode. Mm-hmm. Yellow Jackets, season two, episode two, titled Edible Complex, written by Ashley Lau, Bart Nickerson, and Jonathan Lisko. Uh, and directed by Ben Samanoff. Um, so quickly, for the listeners, the five listeners, <laughs> I finally finished my season one rewatch. So while I can't promise that my takes will be any smarter, I can at least confirm that they will have stronger, a stronger memory of season one. So on that note, I'd like to just deliver a quick mea culpa um, about our episode on the first 
on the premiere, season two premiere, Taisa did in fact tell Simone about the sleepwalking. Eh? Like we we said, uh, maybe she was keeping a secret, but she actually did tell her in in season one. Yeah, so Mia Culpa. Did she tell her all the details? Was she like, I used to, I used to sleepwalk and I used to bite people. No, no, not that. She just was, she was like, I used to sleepwalk and things used to happen. And then she was like, it's happening again. That was what she told her in episode eight, I believe. So I'm Excuse sure. me. If, if I, if somebody told me that, I would say, oh, maybe they want to, they take food out of the freezer or like they unclog the toilets, not go and, you know, kill dogs. So. I think the levels of no. Different. She's not going to tell her. She, she she told her that she told her the truth at the time. She said she thought that she was going to let the dog out. Like she opened the door, and the dog was running away, which is what she thought at the time. She didn't know she had sacrificed the dog. So <laughs> sacrificed. She told her that what she thought was the truth at the time. Obviously beyond anything. Anyways, okay. One other thing, I was doing a bit of research, and I realized that we missed something, or maybe we haven't missed it, but we just never really spoken about it, and it's. The synopsis of this show, let me just quickly read it on, I think it's the, show, the actual Showtime website. It says, wildly talented high school girls soccer players descend into savage clans, descend into savage clans after their plane crashes in the remote northern wilderness. And I think it's that thing about clans, right? We've, on me, I've been thinking about the show, obviously them going into cannibalism. I kept forgetting that, like, there's going to be a divide. There's going to be a division. Like, there will be... Mm-hmm. Presumably, we'll talk about this in a second, but presumably Lottie's group and someone else's group, maybe even a third group or a fourth group, but that's just something I think we can obviously watch out for as we watch this season, just how that divide happens. Um, I was reading an interview with one of the showrunners and he was like, um, let me just read the actual quote. He says, I think you will see the young women in the authentic storyline start to engage in a more brutal form of social hierarchy. And as things in the woods get more stressful and as I put on that more duress, we may see them factionalizing more into groups so something to look out for just how that divide happens okay so what we're going to do and i was just thinking maybe obviously right now i think you probably think lottie do you think the the main characters we had in season one like taisa shona misty and the girl who dyed her hair back natalie yeah think that they were a faction yeah natalie were a faction themselves and that will come Uh out and that's why they all kept in semi-contact. Um, that's the obviously the easiest way to read it. But a few things, I, I think that, that might be too easy for us. I don't think they would want to make that easy for us. But also, it's important to know that Misty was not in contact with any of them. Because I think they mentioned in season one how... Like, oh, this they is had good. Been, I'm so happy they did a rewatch. Like, Misty had been in contact with them for 25 years. So, And speaking of Misty, we do know that she ends the first season. It's her... Van and Lottie by the tree doing the sacrifice. Even this episode, you kind of see a little bit of a communion or whatever. So my thinking right now is at the moment, it's probably kind of like Lottie, Van, Misty, maybe Travis. I think Mari as well as kind of like a group. Um, mm-hmm. I think Taisa and Shauna because they are very close in the, in the wilderness storyline, but they also, and they're also quite, if not physically close, like when they interact in present day storyline, you can tell that they're quite close. So I think they will probably be together. <sighs> I feel like Natalie's entirely anti, which we'll talk about in a second, anti Lottie. So I, I don't think she'll be in Lottie's, Lottie's corner, anyways. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to go character by character. Fun. But first of all, I'm very happy, Farida, because Yellow Jacket is getting weird. 
your internet is getting weird. I'm so happy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is I'm like you're getting weird. This is what I want from this show. I want this show to be so fucking weird. Okay, what character do you want to start with? I'll give you the choice. I want to start. I want to put everybody black first, so I'm gonna go Taisa, my hero. Okay, okay. I have Taisa first, my first on my note, so that's my chairwoman. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I mentioned I was reading some interviews, and I didn't realize this at all, actually, until I started seeing some like underlying themes in the interviews. But people talk about how Taisa might have sacrificed the dog in season one for the election. <laughs> I was, I just thought it was like she created chosen a sacrifice, but then it's like it was more of so I thought she was sorry, I thought she was doing a shrine, but then now it was more like it was more of a sacrifice to like obviously we know sacrifices are for to help her win the election, which I think opens a whole other kind of worms because it's like not only is she just doing it out of like muscle memory, but she's doing it like with an intention. It means her shadow self is like a true believer. Do you get do you get what you get what I mean? Yeah. But okay, so I veer more on yellow jackets is a mystery and everybody's crazy, then I believe that it's like supernatural. So I don't know. Taisa sounding very Nigerian to me in that regard that she did sacrifice to win the election to be a When you say when you say crazy, what do you mean? Like when you when you say supernatural, because I mean, this is a, we mentioned this a bit in the first episode, but like... Yeah, that's like a lot of theory. Yeah, but... I mean, Taisa's shadow self is very much a lot of thing. Like, the, the symbol is there. The dog head is there. The kind of, like, it's, that is, is a lot of thing. There's no... And mm. it's one thing, I don't think, I don't think either of us is going to say there's supernatural stuff in this show just yet. Um, and I don't even know if I want the show to go down that route, but you can't deny the fact that, like, at least at the moment, someone like um, Lottie definitely believes in that, and there are definitely inclinations towards that. So, I mean, something that I'm very intrigued to, to uncover and to discover is that in the wilderness, Taisa is very much against all of Lottie's shenanigans. Yeah. But then her shadow self is doing. Whether it's, a, whether it's a sacrifice or a shrine, it's still the same thing. Like, So it's like, what made that transition within 25 years? What changed? How did she go from being the biggest opponent to being the biggest proponent in present days? Like, I want to track that kind of change. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, um, I hear that. Okay, should we go, like, should we just go case by case with, with Taisa? Um, Taisa, I saw, some, I saw a review of the first episode that said that Taisa is the only person who is faring worse in the present day than in 1996, which is 100% true. Like, <laughs> she's the only one whose life is incre- incredibly worse. Uh, okay, so there's a point, speaking of factions and clans and all that, there's a point very early in, in this episode, episode two, where Taisa says, no one is taking Shauna's food. And then everyone kind of like waits and looks at Lottie for confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like how season one was the change of leadership from Jackie to Taisa. It's almost like that's not changing from Taisa to 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 Lottie, which is people that are now more inclined yeah. to the spiritual thing. Honestly, if my friend killed a bear in front of me, I probably would want to follow them as well. Just I would assume that they have <laughs> in, they have in this wild wilderness. 
Oh, justice for Jackie again. She didn't. Oh, oh my god, that's so sad. That's not. Well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Tyson manages to get out of her and Van's bedtime knot, um, which I guess was to imply or to show how strong her sleepwalking self is is getting. Um, mm-hmm. Van suggests that they talk to Lottie about the whole situation, and Tyson like obviously says no, which is again what I'm trying to say. I want to see how does she go from from that to creating a a shrine for. For this this figure, this this symbol. Um we'll talk about what she does at the end of the episode a bit later, but let's go to present day Taisa. Uh she's forcing herself to stay awake. Yeah. There's this very chilling shot of, of her other self looking at her in the mirror. Um that was just well done. I like, I like things like that. But oh poor Taisa, man. All she wants to do is be a senator. And be a good mom and a good wife. <laughs> Teresa is going through it. I know. And why? Why does she have to go through it? Shauna killed Teresa. somebody. Well, mm, okay. So, Teresa, the important part about her, her story is that she's surprised to see Sam in the house later. And he says he walked home from school. And when um, Simone comes over, we realize that, well, she daydreams the entire interaction with her son. Which is like, which is uh, already one thing wild but then it gets even worse because in the car while simone is berating her she leads them into an accident and presumably simone bears the brunt of the of that impact Gosh. what do you want to say about tyson's storyline this episode i'm excited to see what goes forward but i think it's gonna go down like a what the shadow self comes more out maybe starts leaving her texts or messages you know i think the shadow self already came out i think she comes out in that car Mm-hmm. I think it's the shadow self that causes the crash. Yeah, but like I I there's that crash is intentional, that crash is not a mistake. She sees the car coming and she she speeds up. Taisa. I don't know, man. I'm still waiting for her because so, she's black. But I'm not I'm not telling you to not root for her. I'm just trying to Her storyline is crushing me. Why wow, that murderous like, okay. that murderous just when you, chilling. Uh, justice for Melaninsky. When you watched that scene, what did you think? Did you think it was an accident? Did you think it was intentional? Did you think it was Taisa doing it? Like, what, what were your takeaways on that scene? I don't know. I think I can see. It makes sense if it's the shadow self coming out because you know, like how they did little drops anyway, and the fact that she wasn't sleeping and she's already hallucinating mm-hmm. her son. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see the shadow self already coming out. But I think what I mean is, I wanted to like. Talk to people. I don't know. Like I want it to be like out there, like in Spider-Man 3 when Toby Maguire, I, I think that's his name, starts like slicking his hair and he's like full on Venom. I want to see the shadow self. That probably the first time Spider-Man 3 has been positively referenced on this podcast. So that's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> um, so well done for that. Thank you for that. Okay. You're welcome. No, no, I, I get what you mean. I don't know if, I don't know if the show has bandwidth for that. Um, Bandwidth. I also don't know. Personally, I don't know if I want to see that. Mm. I don't know if I want to see them interact. I feel like I've seen that so many times before. Okay. Um, but we would see. I mean, yeah, we would see. I like that. That I because in that moment I see Tony Cypress does something with her face where I'm like, oh, that's not that's not Tice. Like it's almost as if Simone kind of like shouting at her and berating her kind of triggered her and she's like, and then the shadow self comes and is like, oh, okay, well you will see. And she kind of speeds up because I know for a fact, like nobody can convince me otherwise. I know she looks, she sees the car coming and she speeds up. Like that, that was intentional in my in, I don't think anyone can convince me otherwise. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 
to have this kind of self-destructive other self, especially when you're this close to like assuming political office, is quite it's quite an interesting interesting um, twist in the narrative. So yeah, I'm interested to see what goes on there again. Like I said, I'm trying to see how she goes from being. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to see how she goes from being anti Lottie and all that to being this person. But I was just thinking, even like the shadow self in the 1996 is not entirely spiritualless. If that makes sense, like we when she's walking in this episode, we see that she sees something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, just this episode two, so they're still providing more questions and answers, which is again what you want from a show like this. Yeah. Um, also, oh my gosh. Okay. And I was just gonna say Ben and again in the future well the future the current i'm so happy so i don't know when i don't know, I actually don't know when van is appearing but this is funny i was on the yellow jackets reddit <laughs> yeah you were sure <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to be a podcast a good podcast host so i'm, I'm doing research and seeing what people are thinking but i was on yellow jackets reddit and they, they had someone had this theory after episode one which is very very spooky but then they were like van would be a hallucination of Thais has, like adult Van. No! And that was before this whole, that was before this whole thing with her son. So I'm just like, that's incredibly prescient of you to actually think that. That's like, well done to you. Um, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, you're in the white system. They should hire him. Probably won't, probably (laughs) won't happen, but we'll see. If Thais has only one interacting with Van throughout then, geez, but we'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, because that's what they try to do. You know what? You, Joe Goldberg, no, I got the I got the hypothesis from listening to this podcast. But as soon as you guys said it, I said that suit. That's right. And lo and behold, it was correct. Why Reese was just the guy. That was obviously Hadja. Sorry for spoilers for you people. Well, it's been a couple of months. Um, okay. Do you have and I do you want to go somewhere else or do you want to go to who I have next on my list? Who do you want to talk to next talk about next? Um Oh, how's Misty? Okay, let's do Misty. Misty's quite quiet in this episode. Yeah, I just, I just like talking about her because... Okay, talk about her. She's just... I think you know how they say the psychopaths and sociopaths that walk amongst us. I think mm-hmm. Misty is one of those kind of people. She's like a sociopath, right? But she's also like, you could just pass her in the market or in the streets and you just think, oh, that's a normal woman. But she just... She's so interesting. And I cannot forgive her for being the reason why they're stuck there for so long. That's true. Like, That's true. Wow, girl. That's wow. True. Misty is also People the only died. one. <laughs> Misty is also the only one who has intentionally and um, killed somebody in present time. Obviously, Shauna killed Adam. But Misty is the only one that actually like wanted to kill that um the fixer from season one who was poisoned as the journalist she actually wanted to kill her so and she killed her so she's the only person that actually like outright killed somebody and on my reward when i've got to the line about how they've not been in touch with her for 25 years i tried to think hmm, is there a world in which misty has kind of orchestrated this whole situation i, I don't know how that would have been maybe she should have had to kill travis i don't know but like maybe just because she felt left out and felt like they weren't appreciating her so she's kind of Occasionally, this whole reunion, sort of. But we'll find out as we go on. What we do find out this episode is the full introduction to Elijah Woods, 
um, fellow citizen detective um, mm-hmm. that's providing a ship that I think I'm very excited about. I'm very excited to, to ship Misty and put in the sick in forensic. That's like, that's, that's a couple that, that belongs together. Yes! Yeah, but from, but from that, I think, I think Misty is pretty quiet. So I don't think there's much going on with Misty. I mean, unless I missed something in my notes, I don't think there's really much going on with her this episode. No, I just really like discussing her. I like character studies. She's like, a season, she gives me like the interest I had with season one and season two, Joe Goldberg, and how I felt about like Shivoy in season three, and like how I feel about Barry's girlfriend. I can't remember her name, which is really sexist of me. Sour. Sally. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the actress is like, interesting. Sarah Goldberg. You're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, so I was correct, kind of, somewhat. Half a mark. But yeah, th- this is like digressing, but like I always find Misty interest. I find characters like that so interesting because you're terrible people. But it's like, oh, you're a terrible person. It's not like, oh, as soon as you see them. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get, I'm some, yeah, I don't think. But yeah, I ship her. I don't think you're, you don't have to defend that take. That's a, that's a very valid take. Um, uh, yeah, and like this guy seems like he's going to be. Thanks for the validation. You're, you're welcome. I know you needed this. I know you needed some validation for me. So I just, I try to help when I can. <laughs> you need um, edits. Ah, men and talking. Let's move on to let's move on to Natalie. Let's move on to Nat. Um Nat is beginning to get to night in nineteen sixty six is beginning to get suspicious and maybe jealous of Travis and Lottie's relationship. Yeah. Um while on their hunt, she plants one of Javi's trousers to convince Travis that that Javi's dead and to help him move on, which is like equal parts terrible, but also equal parts exactly what you know a 17-year-old would do. Yes. And like, I probably would do it now even. I don't know. Like, it's like, because everyone, common sense logic is that Javi's dead and you're trying to help Travis move on. Um, so there is no, I don't think there's any fault in this decision. I kind of understood that she, that she, why she did it and how that she would do it. That being said, though, I know I said last week that Harvey is obviously dead, but I, I'm pretty sure he's alive at this point. Because <laughs> they're trying too hard to make him dead. You know that shit yeah, is like Game of Thrones. If they want to kill you, they'll kill you. And uh, Yeah, so, so I think even the fact that Lottie is so adamant that he's alive could explain some of like um, present-day Travis's characterization. It's like, because something that Nat says in season one is that Travis never believes in all of that stuff. And Maybe that's what that's probably what Nat thinks, but then Travis, how does Travis go? Like what would be the thing that would make him really like Harvey. if I believe in Lottie, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Actually call Lottie a time like this is maybe maybe because Lottie was always right about Harvey being alive and then when they find it's like, Oh Lottie, you're actually right, I believe in you. Um mm-hmm. I find it very hard to connect to Travis. Sorry, it is I like Travis a lot. Friend. Why? No, 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 I, I like Travis. Actually, just the guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know what? There are not many guys on this show. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just my, maybe, maybe it's my male empathy. But, okay, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, let me, I don't know if I like Travis a lot. I definitely like the Travis and Nat relationship. And I think the fact that I know it's doomed and it's tragic and it ends terribly makes me a lot more invested in and interested in it. I'm like, Oh, I just really wish you guys could have made it because I do like them together. I think they have great chemistry, the actors. I think 
they're able to reach each other's like vulnerability. So I like them as as a couple. So maybe I don't even like, I don't even like Travis as a as a character, but as in a couple, I definitely do like him. I think the actor does some good work. Um, I found it very hard to, as soon as they like they kicked they killed him so earlier. I just think you're going to die. Like I mean, I'm just you don't last long. So are you saying that if you knew? So isn't that if you knew that Jackie was going to die in season one, you wouldn't care about her? You wouldn't have cared about her in the ten episodes. Prior? No, it's really it's wild because it's the opposite. I really wanted to know how Jackie died. I really thought they ate her alive because she was annoying. And you know, I'm very justice for Jackie. But that's because Jackie's like, how do I describe it? She's like the archetype type just think of a popular, popular, slightly good girl. Oh, so you like her because she's a popular girl? No, no. She's like the archetype of a popular good girl. Good, like mean, but not too mean. Like she's a teenager, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whose life ends so badly just because she was so unprepared for the most random occurrence. It's like if we no, just went into the sea no. and... It is stupid and badly because of stupidity. It's not about unpreparedness. She was stupid to sleep outside. This is not even up for debate. She's a teenage girl. Okay, but so like, why does Travis's death invalidate you caring about him in 1996? That's what I'm asking. I think they they didn't, they killed him. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't sweet me. I think he's just so like, yeah. I don't know if anything for me, like his death, like I said, his death just, makes that relationship a lot more impactful to me because i'm just like i really wish you guys could have made it and also explains i understand why nat is going so hard for him in present day because i can't see the relationship i can't see well yeah that's true she really loved that man yeah and i do think i like i I don't think he's like i think he was a dick for like two three episodes and then after that like he's been fine i just he's not doing he's not giving me one haha like i don't know man he's not charming he's just there Oh, I'm sorry, but his brother has been missing for two months. I'm sorry if he's not cracking jokes. <laughs> like, fucking, like a fucking comedian. He's going through it. Excuse me, Shauna's not cracking no jokes. Well, I'm, I fuck with Shauna. I think she's cool. I don't think I fuck with Shauna that much. Really? I love, I love presentation. I love presentation. No, 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 no. Presentation, yes. Definitely. But past Shauna. Like, Shona in six, just like, ah, okay, you're going through it. Fair enough, I understand. But I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for the next 96 Shona scene. <laughs> Again, actor, incredible. Let me just put, let me just preface it. Any criticism I have is not about, like, everybody acting in this show is just very, very good. So, but like, and I, again, I I like Shona's storyline, but I don't enjoy Shona's storylines in 1996. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that's but maybe maybe the happy thing is mostly because he's the he's the dude. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay, back to Nat. So when Nat and Travis return, Lottie, like we mentioned, reiterates that her belief that Javi is still out there, which la- which leads Nat to and Teresa basically attacking Lottie and like yeah, I would attack her too for putting and encouraging all these all these dangerous ideas in everyone. Um. <sighs> Oh, okay, I was going to leave Nat and Travis, but they also have a very wild spiritual threesome I think we have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you go first. It's, I, I'm just, it's, it's a wild and spiritual threesome. I don't know what I was about to say about that. Like, it's, it's Nat, um, it's very well directed, very well choreographed. Nat, Travis, and, and Lottie, um, I just think it's well done. It reminds me of a, 
five some. I don't know what it is with five people that are happening in Hannibal between Hannibal, Will Graham, and some other people. If you watch Hannibal, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like again. I think that com- complicates the whole relationship between Lottie, Nat, and, and Travis. Is kind of Lat- um, Lottie having this presence in their relationship and whether that becomes obviously remember that like uh, when she touched his his heart in the first episode he had a physical reaction to that so yeah um it's like how does that what does that actually change what did they continue having a sexual relationship did they have a sexual relationship what happened but i think that's just an interesting complication again again episode two more questions and answers but that's what you expect um but yeah i thought that was an interesting Definitely very interesting scene. Um, did you have any thoughts on it? I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, that um, are you trying to figure out what you can say because it's Ramadan? That's also important part of it, honestly. Okay, let's skip. Let's go. Let's move on. Yeah, let's see what happens and how the show goes after Ramadan because yeah. <laughs> It's fine. I do not bring you on this podcast to spiritually complicate you. <laughs> um, but you know what? Speaking about speaking of spiritual complications, uh, let's talk about President Natalie. Uh, she's confronting Lottie or Charlotte about her kid about her kidnapping, and Lottie explains to her um, basically her version of what happened to Travis. Um, Travis called her, told her was in distress, told her that the wilderness, wilderness had come back. And then the only way to confront the darkness is to get as close to death as possible, which is something that kind of been alluded to in the first season because when Van almost died, I think when Lottie was dead as well, they mentioned that they saw something. Obviously, we see in that kind of, again, speaking of what is spiritual and what is real, in that kind of shared dream between Jackie and Shona, just before Jackie dies, there is she sees something. She sees that man. Um, we see Nat just before she dies on the plane, she sees her dad who tells her they've been waiting for her. So it's again, it's like what's in their minds, what is spiritual, what is going on in this whole, so like that whole thing is there. Yeah. And. Uh, you know me, I love an ending. I always want to know what's her. I just want to know the story like right now. And yeah, which is why I'm so happy this really is not based on a book. Yes, I'm so happy you get to actually watch it like a fucking TV show. Jesus Christ, like don't go on Wikipedia. Straight to Wikipedia. That's what I did for The Last of Us. That's what I did for Daisy Jones and the Six. I was like, I can't see episode one will end, and I'll be like, you need to find and the you're the one talking about no. sociopaths walking amongst us. You are the sociopath walking amongst us. Why are you doing that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so happy this show is not this show is not based on anything. Anyways, yes. So um based on Lord of Flies. Well, it's inspired by Lord of Flies, it's not based on Lord of Flies. I wish it was so I could Google it and find out and down, you know. Yeah, I'm glad it's not. Um, okay, no, but like, so we said Travis is very distressed and he's determined to not kill himself but go very close so that he can actually see this thing and talk to it or whatever. Again, God knows what has triggered this. Is it something that relates to Harvey? We don't know because um, he, he tells Lottie not to tell not to tell Nat again. Maybe he, maybe he always hid all this, his beliefs from Nat, that's why she thinks that he didn't he didn't believe in it. Can I you know you watch season one? Were they like dating? Were Natalie and Travis dating in season one or were they just like attached and trauma bonding? Yeah, so they had been on and off for the last twenty five years and like 
everyone, including Taisa, says that it wasn't like a good, re- it wasn't a good relationship. But they weren't dating at the time of season one starting. Right? Um, Lotus story, which which even Nat says sounds improbable, is that the button got stopped, so she couldn't she couldn't bring Travis down. I'm like, I okay. It seems like too too bad a lie to come up with if you're actually going to lie. So maybe it's ha- maybe it's actually the truth because it's such a terrible lie. Um, but when she's trying to get mm. Travis down, she sees a she's a, ver- a vision of a demented Laura Lee. And this is when I was like, yes, the show is getting weird. Thank you. I was like, what the fuck? What is, what is going on here? Why am I seeing Laura Lee here? And I was like, whatever. So, uh, but actually, obviously comes to Travis is already dead. Um, so that's that um, Lotte's story. And then when Natalie is trying to, to fall asleep, she has some visions that I'm not even ready to start deciphering. Just whatever. The, the show will tell us what they are. Because I, I just, I didn't recognize anything. I didn't recognize anyone. Just like, the show will explain when they want to explain it. Oh, I miss Laurel as well. You didn't really like. First of all, rest in peace to Laurel I hope she's in heaven. Um, it would yeah, be really suckish if she's not, because ah <laughs> man, that'll just suck. I think Tyson. Sorry, not Tyson. I think Lottie's lying. <laughs> what? But you're right in the sense that it's such a stupid lie. It's like saying my dog gets my homework, but for death. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great lie. Um, the thing about that is that when your dog does eat your homework, no one believes you. So like, it's just like, <laughs> maybe it's actually, maybe it's actually the truth. Because the dog just... eats homework. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, but when it, it happens the one time. So yeah, it's, it's not a great lie. Um, mm. and I'll be surprised if it's the truth, but again, it's like, it's a ter- terrible lie. Um, I like Lottie in the future though. She's just so, hmm, very like chill. Very like crazy, but like in a dog, not like a dog mommy, like a SoCal kind of way with her clothes and her. Well, I mean, she's rich, artists. so that's not that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Why don't they give Shona money? Shona needs some money. Why is Taisa for like? <laughs> sorry, but your friend is struggling. No, she's not struggling. I mean, obviously, Taisa was helping Natalie, putting her in and out of rehab five times. That is true. She tried for that. Shona isn't struggling. Like her husband had a dealership they're not great but they're not struggling i guess lots of just be i'm sorry i can just go around giving out money to people yes she can if she really thought about it sorry that's me that's such a lie because me i won't do that either do you have any final thoughts on natalie before we move on to shona um no and that's this not somebody i think about often i'm not going to lie i've put my mind with shona and taisa and it goes for me Sorry, because I'm not even talking about Natalie when you ask for your last thoughts about Natalie, which can show. I think I go Taisa, Shona, top one, then Misty, then added a Lottie, then Van, then Natalie. Lottie and Van for Natalie? Oh my God. This is. I don't know. It's something erasure. So I'm not sure what erasure is, but something erasure. I don't know. Do weird people erasure? I even put um, Shona's daughter. In fact, Shona's child that she probably doesn't have in front oh of Natalie. Oh my God. This is. This is that that's, that's that's terrible. Okay, let's talk about Shona. Um, we get the first kind of concrete-ish kind of date placement this episode, and it's like I said, Shona is seven months pregnant. Um, so we know they've been on this in this wilderness for at least six months, maybe seven, depending obviously timing of when she got pregnant or whatever. But it's, it's, they've been there between six to six and a half months or whatever. Um, Shona is pregnant and she's just a baby. Oh. So this episode 
episode starts with another very, very healthy heart to heart between Shona and Jackie. Uh, <laughs> I think every therapist Super recommends healthy. this. Uh, where Shona shares some suspiciously very longing looks at Jackie's skin. And she goes as far as cutting into the into the meat. Sorry, sorry, the skin. Um, Taisa, later in the episode, confronts Shona about what she's been doing to Jackie and declares that they are going to cremate Jackie that evening. We're going to keep that in, in a section. Just, we're just going to bookmark that for a We're going to come back to that. Present day Shona is visited by Kevin, Kevin Tan from last from season one, the police officer, regarding Adam's death. And it's funny because in episode nine, I think, yeah, of season one, Taisa, after she finds out that Shona has killed Adam, she says, your fucking text saying he's cloud. The police aren't going to have to I'm going to have to dig deep to find you. So, like, this was inevitable. This was always going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Stupid girl. No, sorry. And I, I love her so much. But that was so dumb. <laughs> also, in this storyline, Kali, her daughter, doing her absolute best to make everyone forget that she's the morally right one, <laughs> does some underage day drinking uh, and tries to flirt with a guy at the bar. It turns out that this guy is a police officer who is working with Kevin. And that he and Kevin know way more about the whole situation than than any of us expected. Um, again, like I said, I believe this is going to be a family murder cover-up. I think it's going to become yeah. uh, Jeff, Kali, and, and Sean are trying to, trying to run around the cops. I agree. Do you have any thoughts on present-day Shauna storyline? <sighs> I... It's Jeff. It's Jeff in this episode. Jeff is not in this episode. No, he wasn't in this episode. I don't think he was in the episode. I don't think so either, but I think no, that's really wasn't. bad if he was, and we're just like, oh, No, no, he wasn't. Jeff. He was I like Jeff. I like. I remember the first episode. I like Jeff. Anyway, sorry, continue. I like Jeff now. I don't think I liked Jeff that was cheating on his girlfriend with her best friend, but I like old Jeff. Yeah, no, no, maybe he's on the fence about Jeff. Just go back and watch episode nine of season one. Or just watch, like, the whole breakup when he realized, when he explains that he's own blackmailing them, not breakup, actually, they're blackmailing them, and then he finds out that Shona is cheating on him. And he's like, what? No, there's no book club. Like, he's just, he's, he's very yeah. enduring that whole sequence. <laughs> he's so um, dumb. I love a himbo. Uh, okay, yeah, so, sorry. Thoughts on Shona in present day? Um, Shona in present day. I feel like, uh, I like it. I think, no, I don't, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, I always get kind of bored with police things. To a certain extent. And I feel like loads of shows I watched have to do. The police always come somewhere and do some shit. I don't know. They're very, the pop, the cop up Ganda is crazy. I don't, I want, I want her to connect more with the crazy wilderness stuff though. And I think that her storyline is very much not to do with that. And I do like how I feel. It's not bossing. So you want her to be more, well, so you want her to be more involved in what, like cult and, Symbol stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she did kill somebody. So, like, there has to be some repercussions in one way or the other. Like, something has to happen. Small killing. Just small killing. He killed an innocent man. Again, was he innocent? We don't know. No, um, innocent so, he was. Like, he seems pretty innocent. I saw an interview with um, Jonathan Lisko. Again, when he was, this is one of the showrunners. He was like, yeah, they don't really want to make it a detective show. So, I think it's interesting that they used Kevin, who's already someone that is already known to us, the audience, and he's connected with the cast. So I don't think it would be I don't think this would be an investigation for ten episodes. Just to speak about your fears. I don't think it's gonna become insert 
culture here. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it will probably, and they won't ostracize her too long. I think she will start inter interplaying with with Misty and Nat and, and, and Taisa, maybe Van and Lottie as, as the episodes go on. Um, let's, let's talk about 1906. Let's go there fully. Um, let's talk about the Greek feast. That's how I put it in my notes. Before we go into the feast itself, I, <laughs> this goes back to again, the, this is something I'm going to talk about all season, the whole push and pull about whether there's spirituality in this show. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that this was maybe only, we've only seen a handful of times where the show takes an external objective look at, at, at the goings on. Um, the only other time I can think of was during the seance in season one where the camera is outside and you kind of see the wind moving and everything. And here, we're not following anybody's point of view. They're all in the in the shed, in the cabin, and are having um, spiritual threesomes like, what's her name, like Nata and Travis, or they're all sleeping. But then we follow this wind, we follow the wind go through the trees until it settles on like snow and lets the snow fall, which obviously stops the burning of the body and creates this barbecue. So you can obviously say it's a natural thing that happens. Wind moves, wind goes on snow, or you can say that the spirits, the wilderness, didn't want them to starve. The spirit wanted them to eat Jackie. Lottie says that they won't be hungry much longer. She, she prophesied that. Um, she so prophesied. it's like, again, how how far are we how far are we gonna lean into either, either direction? I think you can always interpret it whichever way. And I think I don't I'm surprised if the show ever tells us a definite answer, like spirituality or not. I don't I've I never watched Lost. I don't really know what they did in Lost in terms of that whole thing. Um but yeah, I think there's one of those things where it could go either ways, and depending on how you want to interpret the show, you could actually read it like that. So let's talk about the feast, the Greek feast. Um so, Farida, I have a question for you. Oh no! You have you, Farida, have the you have the first pass on your best friend's body, lightly roasted. What body part are you going for first? What what your body part are you choosing? You have dibs. You get to pick. There's some questions in life that I don't think God will want you to answer. So, I are you using God to to are you invoking God? This is this is. I don't think you can use God to avoid podcasting questions. My best friend now watches this. She'll say, okay, let me take my hand away from her or my leg or my ear when I see her. Also, your best friend is not stupid enough to sleep outside in, in the winter. I'm sure she'll be fine. Where are you going for first? You look like a, you look like a tie. You look like a tie guy. That's, I, Try your best friend's fight first. God forgive me. Are you a tiger? Is that what you're asking? Because I asked you the question. No, I'm, I'm refraining the question back I'm not to even you. Gonna, I'm not going to bite on that. Because you're too busy biting the fires. Oh my God. This is, okay. Anyways. Jesus. You just, you're, just, you're just destroying elite, elite podcasting. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think people find that funny. I found this whole... <laughs> nobody finds it on this podcast funny. Um, <laughs> it's very serious. I find... Yeah. Not even serious at all. I, just, just like, what is this? Oh, why are they doing this? Um. Anyway, sorry. Okay, I found a whole sequence quite funny. I thought the point of them like smelling it and realizing what was smelling and like Van goes like, I think Van says like, what is that? Like, I found it so funny. It was so funny to me, obviously, because I know what is what is smelling. It was like they felt like they were like, where have we been transported to? <laughs> Before this, I was like, oh, they're burning Jackie's body. It was a deep, not deep fake. It was a misdirect. They're actually not going to. Be cannibals on her body. She's not going to be the first person to be eaten. And then 
obviously they all start smelling this thing like they're falling into god knows what what kitchen mm. and just the way it was almost like a cartoon where like a tom and jerry cartoon where like you have the the vapor trails and it's, it's dragging them into to the body i found that really funny um of all the ways i thought the cannibalism would begin on this show i didn't like expect this and I, I believe this was one of the best possible ways like it wasn't one person going up to eat a body and then radicalizing every other person was just kind of almost like a group decision um before i go on about this scene because i have about this scene because i have thoughts but what what did you think of of this scene when it finally eats jackie you know i feel about jackie um it was time she was uh, sorry newsflash she was already dead you still I don't think she was feeling anything. I don't. I just oh, to eat your best friend and to eat somebody that you knew. I just. I feel like the psychologist should really get into why yellow jackets. Like, if, I wish a psychologist would be like, yes, this will happen if anybody goes out into the woods. Um, I'm happy they're eating people because it's like. Wait, I'm sure. It, I'm wait. I'm sorry. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah, you need to survive. Okay, I'm not going to be stuck in the woods with you. I'm going to be vegan in the woods. I wouldn't kill you. Yay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, jeez, like, I wouldn't intentionally kill you. Um, I might be carrying a rock and it mistakenly slips out of my hand and falls on your head. Okay, so... But, like, that's not, I'm, like, intentional. I'm never going to be alone with you again. Always be... There will be, like, ten people around at all times. Um, I think story-wise... I'm happy that it happened in an old, dark way. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's good story-wise instead of, like, as you said, somebody radicalizing or Shona eat. I mean, Shona did eat her first, but, like, I like how it was mm-hmm. a group decision. I'm interested to see the psychology of them divert- diverging in, like, clans now. And they really ate. Mm-hmm. They're eating people, man. How do you think they eat somebody, though? Do you think, like... Do you eat your somebody's brain, or did you just think they go for like the body? No. You said that not so confidently. Who's <laughs> why are you so confident? No, yeah, because like you eat the same part of the body that you eat like a cow or a chicken. Like, yeah, it's just like you you don't eat a cow's brain. I don't eat a cow's brain. I don't know what you do. <laughs> so I don't eat cow's brain. And I think obviously because because the food has already the food <laughs> because Jackie's body has already been like burnt and roasted or whatever it's basically suya just in a body shape i don't know how it's, it's. <sighs> um okay i need to talk about like the i need to talk about as the nerd i want to talk about the framing and the way this this scene is shot because i thought it was beautiful i thought beautiful the using i keep calling it greek i am not i don't have like history credentials or like i'm just assuming it's greek it might have been roman or whatever but i'm just gonna use greek i think it was greek because Greek feast rhymes. Um, I thought the idea of like painting this thing almost like a Greek dinner and a Greek feast was quite, like I said, beautiful and quite interesting because for me, it made sense because like you're, you're framing and you're showing this really grotesque thing, which is for all my jokes, it's quite grotesque because you're eating your dead friend and for some people, your dead best friend. But it's wrapped up in the pomp and circumstance of this type of Greek meals, this type of like, emperor meals or whatever with grapes and wine and all that stuff and like obviously they're all eating at night but the version of the greek the greek version is shot with light and daylight it's almost a kind of like brightens the whole thing it, so it's we know this grotesque thing they're doing but then it's painted in this very 
celebratory way this very like huzzah like we're eating huzzah like we're having a feast we're having people have come down everybody's coming to eat our chickens and our grapes and our wines and all that and i thought that was a very way to, interesting way to paint it but also we do know just from life that like those kind of meals can very quickly devolve into debauchery like like those kind of large greek whatever can very quickly go into people throwing glass or people just tearing apart the chicken nobody's eating with a fork and knife nobody's like yeah people are shouting people are shooting people, are, people probably die people probably fight so, so like it makes sense that it's not devolving into debauchery so then when you see them guzzling the food and like grabbing bones and like eating things up with their bare hands it still tracks with the the theme of the greek feast and there's a point when i think it was van and lottie are practically kissing each other while sharing a meal like they are eating like from the same thing but almost kissing like it's just like the kind of weird debauchery that you would expect from a greek opulent meal like that but also expect from 10 to 12 teenagers eating over a body 10 to 12 almost starving teenagers eating over a body. i just thought it was a very interesting way to frame that i would like to know where that idea came from i just think it was very personally i just really really enjoyed it i really liked it i thought the direction and all of that was just really really good well, so with that whole sequence. Yeah, mic drop. I just want to add that the ancient civilizations, even though they were were civilized, were close to savagery than we are in our modern day. So I think it's like, mm-hmm. even though it's pasted with the opulence of a Greek feast, it's still them showcasing how much more savage they're getting and how much more inclined to animals mm-hmm. that they're becoming. And like how they're throwing away like our human social correctness, which I think is like cool. So they're regressing. Yeah, yeah they are regressing. That that's actually that's actually a very that's a very salient point. That makes that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. Well, don't act like it's the first one. No, no. <laughs> well, no. I just meant like it was something <laughs> that I didn't even like. <laughs> And that's something I didn't even consider. So it was just like it was very, uh, just so it was surprising. Not 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 the fact that you had the opinion, just the opinion itself was so surprising. Okay. So I was going to bed last night, and then I remembered like this this scene, and I remembered Coach Ben's reaction. And I just started laughing. Like I just couldn't stop laughing in bed. <laughs> this is, um, you didn't. I told you he was going to be the first person to die. <laughs> Can we talk about Coach Ben's reaction to this thing because he is. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Because I was like, where is Ben? Like, where is why, why is he not eating all that? And he was just like, he's so stunned. Like, are you convinced now that he's going to die first? Yeah. Like, you thought he was going to survive. Are you, are you convinced now? Yes, because die. there is no way he's surviving. There's this. no way. There's no way he's surviving. There's no way. They're going to chop that or that. They'll even chop him in parts, man. They'll cut off the other leg first just and say just a bit. Like, all he's missing is one leg to be a complete, a complete meal. But like, you can have a three-quarter Nando's meal with him. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I think like I think he's he's next. I, I'll be surprised if he makes it to episode five. I feel like he has to I think next episode he has to die. Obviously, next episode he started digestive, which is obviously something that you you eat or drink after or before a meal. So again, interestingly and funny titled. Um Do you have any because we're out of time, do you have any thoughts on the show? What happens at the end before I go into a quick quickly into theory corner? I wonder if anyone regrets it. I wonder if there'll be any re- regretful personalities in the next episode. I think there'll be a hangover. I think there'll be quite literally a hangover to the way, the way you feel after, or oh, you don't know that's because you don't drink. But like, it, it's where you're like, why did I do this? Should I, have, should I have done this? 
And so I think I don't think everybody will be jumping around playing skipping rope the next morning. I think people will be like, what the fuck did we actually do last night? Like, why did we actually do that? So I don't think they're going to be like up in the next morning planning their next meal mm-hmm. of one of their friends. I think they're going to probably take a second or two to be like, why did we actually do that? So I think there'll be a hangover effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll, I, again, it's like, it's one thing to do it the first time. It's just to know who will be the person that like pushes them to the second time. Who will be like, who will prompt it the second time? That, that I want to know. Would it be Lottie? Would it be Shauna? Who will actually be like, let's do it again. That would be quite interesting to find out. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're going to do a quick theory corner. If you don't want to listen to this, please feel free to stop. Podcast is the last thing we'll talk about. Um, there will be theories that I have sourced from like Reddit or even just other podcasts or other reviews or whatever. So it, if you don't want to just watch every episode blindly, please feel free to stop listening and thank you and come back next week. Okay. Farida, do you have any theories that you want to discuss quickly? Like personally? Either your own theories or theories you've seen online or whatever. I'm really, I didn't see it before because I'm such a big Thaisa Van fan. Yeah, Thaisa Van fan, but I would not be shocked if she's a hallucination. Like the van we see is a hallucination and we find out in like the worst way possible. Yeah, missing that theory was quite, I was like, oh, wow. Um, I think Natalie will kill Lottie. Like person day, obviously person day Natalie will kill Lottie. Oh, wow. Okay, Okay. okay, interesting. That's- Okay. And I think... That was more of a prediction on your theory, but okay, that's, that's interesting. Wait, what do you mean it's not a prediction on your theory? That is a prediction. And Natalie would kill Naughty. Well, that's, no, that's kind of you predicting what's going to happen. A theory is more like explaining what's happened. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, I think... I don't know, man. I still... I really want to know what that sign is. I really want to know what that sign is. Please give me your theories. Let me test them out. Um, some, so some quick theories that I saw online, um, a theory is that Lottie's cult camp is the same wilderness where they were stranded. And like, cause like where you see her in front of the body of water in episode one is where Laura Lee like baptized her in season one. Um, I'm able to track for the kind of character. It, it makes sense that if she wants to plant her civilization, her Wellness center at the place where she first got her awakening. That would be interesting. Um, lots of theories about Nicole Maine's character. Nicole Maine's is the actress that plays the cult member. Yeah. That um, Natalie stabbed. I thought, I thought she was Lottie's daughter. Well, okay. That, that is actually an interesting point because um, she calls her Charlotte since episode. Mm. She doesn't call her mom or anything, which is, which is interesting both ways. But also... She's 25. The actress is 25 in real life. And the theory is that is she um, Shona's, Shona's baby. baby? It will make sense. It will make so much sense. I know I joked about it, but they're not going to eat Shona's baby. That's not going to happen. So either Shona's baby dies on the island or gets out. And obviously she could get out. People don't need to know. She, like, lots of parents were rich. They could, like, they could take the baby, whatever. Mm. So that's, that's obviously a theory that is she Lottie's Lottie's daughter. Oh, no, rather, sorry, Shona's daughter posing as Lottie's daughter. Um, yeah, I don't really... I'm going to look... I'm going to keep on... It's very anti-me to be doing theories, like, look up theories, or just because of... Because we're lucky we get to watch it ahead, so I'm not going to... I don't think I'm going to spoil it, but, like, um, I think you can't you can do podcasts on the show like a little, a little jacket without theorizing, so I'll look up for theories every week, and if you have any, come, come with them, and we'll do Theory Corner every week to discuss... That's very cool. ...what could be happening on this show. 
What if it's all a dream? If so, I'll just miss this dream. Oh my Jesus Christ. It's 100% not a dream. Nobody knows. <laughs> Everybody will stop watching. Uh, yeah, I'll be so vexed. Oh, actually, something I realized in my research between our last week and this episode, apparently Van was meant to die in season one. She was meant to die um, at the beginning of season, at the beginning of episode two, but they just really liked the the uh, performer, but they really liked their performance, so they just kept kept her throughout the season and obviously grew her characters as things went on, but she was meant to die quite early on in the show. Mm. So yeah, she... She joins the pantheon of great TV characters that were meant to die early on. I think... Like Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman! And Logan Roy. Who? Yeah. Who was the last person you said? Logan. Logan Roy was meant to die in the first season. No, that would have been terrible. That's a good decision that they kept that in him in. Um, so yeah, she joins, she joins that pantheon of, of characters. Final thoughts by wrap up? I don't... I think we should all be vegans. And I feel like Yellow Jackets is secretly trying to make us vegan. I agree with them. Are you a vegan? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I just think I really wish I was. And I, <laughs> I wish I wish so badly that I did not love chicken. But yeah. And justice for Jackie, justice for Laura Lee. Um, oh, brother. I mean, Laura Lee, okay, but Jackie, please. Oh, gosh. You're a hater. Jackie died. Like, don't, don't, Jackie. No, anyways, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's a good point for us to wrap up here guys thank you I hope you enjoyed this discussion on Yellow Jackets episode 2 we'll be back next week for episode 3 and we'll be back every week at least up to episode 6 I can tell you that or probably to the end of the season there'll be 9 episodes this season um, yeah okay so Friday, thank you for coming back mm-hmm. see Always. you again next week and guys join us next week when we'll be joined by Daniel Kalia. Inshallah. Bye, guys. Bye.